Welcome, Weirdians, to another exciting episode. I am one half of your hosties. I am Jake. And I am Ash. And this is Astoundingly Weird. We are back for whoop, an whoop. episode. What? Whoop. I said whoop whoop. Whoop whoop. For episode three. Episode three. We finally <clears throat> made it. This yes. The third time is a joy. Yes. We love episodes and threes. <laughs> yes. Because that's about how many <laughs> takes it takes us yes. to do this. I, right. I always screw up. We love it. We are so sorry that it didn't drop on Friday. No. Because, you know. Technology had, yeah. is so much fun. And it's so hard to just, for old people. It really is. <laughs> I'm glad you're in charge of all that because yeah. I would have ruined it. We would never would have had episode one. Well, here we are at episode three. Hopefully. And we love everybody for the support. Yes, very much so. We appreciate <clears throat> each and every one of you. We cannot thank you enough. It is pretty awesome to listen to us ramble. Yes, and look... We love the rates and reviews. If you can rate, wonderful. If you can review, wonderful. If you can rate and review, Great. delicious. Oh, excuse me. So we're saying delicious. <laughs> <laughs> or how about yeah. yummy? Yummy. Yum yum sauce. So, yes, it's delicious. Uh, we really appreciate everybody. And uh, <clears throat> we're going to have probably, what, episode six? Episode six, yeah. Let's let's we're gonna shoot for episode six to drop the Patreon. We have three different tiers to choose from. Yes. And they are wonderful. You got extra content. Uh merch. Merch. Yes, we love merch. And we finally got the design for the secret sticker. Yes, Brittany, you are the best. I don't care what anybody else says. Yes, the best is best. And we're going to drop that next week. Hopefully. Yes, we are. <laughs> oh, we are. Yes, and we are also, dropping it. And <laughs> you also, with the Patreon, get ghosty adventures that I still have not signed up for. Yeah, she signed up for it. I did not. And she can't wait for it. Uh, during the day, like I said last week. We may go out to a uh, Camp Beauregard. Uh, absolutely not. During yeah. the day? No, at night. That's where it's exciting. Jake, we go there at night, get a good scare, the adrenaline. You push me down and leave me? Well, yeah. Better you than me. Oh, God. But it's going to be fun. No, it is not. And it's going to be fun for our listeners and viewers. What do you mean, viewers? We are a podcast. <laughs> I understand, but the Ghostly Adventures is going to be what? Video. Absolutely not. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's going to happen. That's, I'm going <clears> to, <throat> I need to uh, rework my contract. That is the Ghostly Adventures. And you get that on all three tiers. Okay. And 
But tier one is a $5 tier, and you get the Ghost Adventures, and you get shout-outs on the show here for all the patrons. And then you get, uh, <clears throat> you'll get like access to our Facebook merch, uh, everything that we put out. Uh, you'll be able to purchase that if you'd like. And then on tier two, tier two is $10 tier. You get the Ghostly Adventures. You get shout-outs on the show. You get patron merch from Patreon. And also, you get to see live Q&As with Jake and Ash. Good times. Yes, good times. We can't wait to go live. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. It's going to be astoundingly weird. <laughs> it's going to be something. Yeah. And then our third and final tier will be $35, and you'll have the Ghostly Adventures, live Q&A, the patron shoutouts, uh, the merch, and the the good thing about this tier and the merch is that every three months you get a free exclusive piece of merch. The first three months you get an exclusive mug. Yes. Then you get a t-shirt. Then a long sleeve t-shirt, then a hoodie. Yes. You also get horror horror movie horror re- horror movie reviews and behind the scenes content. Yes, and you also get to put in your own requests. If you want to hear about a case, you want us to profile one, you get to request that. You want to hear something spooky? By all means, let us know. And we will put it out there for you. Unfortunately. Yes, and it's going to be wonderful. We can't wait to interact with everybody. It's going to be great. So y'all definitely keep a lookout for that. And uh, tonight, though, we have a pretty interesting little piece of content. Yes, we are going to be discussing cursed movies. Cursed movies, folks. Like what happens to the stars of said movies or weird stuff on the sets and there's a lot of weird stuff that goes on it, i mean hollywood is pretty bad it, it really is it, it's very bad, cursed a lot of bad juju yeah it's it's pretty uh pretty interesting to learn because all the research that i've done and all the re- the extra research that you have done that i've read oh my goodness there's a lot of things that i just learned about movies that and about actors that I had no idea about. Yeah, so let's get started, shall yes, we? Yes, I cannot wait to share. Okay, so the first films that I'm going to talk about is the Poltergeist trilogy. Mm. Have you seen these, Jacob? I'm almost embarrassed to say I have not. Now, I have only seen the first one, so I can't give you too much crap about it. Now, did they remake the first one? No, there's no. one, two, and three. One, two, and three. Or if they did remake it, I don't think. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't think, no, I don't think they've touched these movies yet. They probably will for long. But the Poltergeist trilogy was made in the 80s. Um, the first film was released in 1982. Um, a little backstory about that, if you have not seen it, is the Freeling family move into this new house and... Is haunted by many ghosts, some friendly, some evil, and they mm. try to kidnap poor little old Carol Ann. Poor little Carol Ann. Yes. Now, she has, little Carol Ann has one of the most 
quotable, famous <laughs> movie lines ever. Do you know what that is? I am very eager to know, but hold on. Let's let's give it to him right. Okay. Oh my goodness. Yes. And like in the creepy kid voice, because you know kids are creepy. That was like very creepy. That gave me chills. I know, right? I don't like kids, ghosties. I just mm. anyway. They are very creepy. Kids in general. Have you met my son? <laughs> well, I love him though. He's he's my... weird, not creepy. You do not live with him. <laughs> Anyways, so on set they use actual skeletons as props, like Be- real ass bodies. They borrowed real ass bodies. Oh my gosh! To use as props because it was cheaper than making fake ones. Cheaper. Yes. So. The scene where the mom falls into the pool. Yeah. And the skeletons pop up. Those are real skeletons. My goodness. Not fake. Like, I guess they got it from what? Like a body farm or something? I reckon, because I don't know. That is nuts. That's like that's like asking to be cursed. <laughs> right? Um, <laughs> there was a claim that an exorcism was re- performed on the set because of many unexplained incidents that happened um there's a scene in the movie when the brother is getting strangled by a toy clown which clowns are <laughs> creepy anyway and yeah, the John toy the toy malfunctions and actually chokes the child wow now, i don't know for sure if that's the scene that you see in the movie but either way like the toy really started choking him <laughs> that's that's crazy <laughs> yeah um now there were some pretty Pretty bad tragedies that happened with this um, with this film mm. trilogy. Um, Heather O'Rourke, who played Carol Ann, she was 12 years old. Um, she collapsed at her home and um, never really recovered. Um, she was she was diagnosed as having Crohn's disease, but when they kind of rushed her to the hospital, um, and she ended up having emergency surgery for intestinal stenosis. Wow. She went into cardiac arrest after the surgery and passed away by septic shock. Man. At 12 years old. 12 years old. Yes. And this next one, like, I want to, I wish I could do, like, a whole episode about her because. mm. Well, we might in the future. You never know. Dominique Dunn played Dana, the older sister. She was murdered by her ex-boyfriend after they had an argument about her taking him back. Like, he was abusive, controlling. He was just a legit piece of shit. Bastard. Um, he, he went to her house and was like, hey, take me back. You know, she said no. Well, he ends up choking her for four to six minutes. What? Yes. My God. What's wrong with folks, man? He was. He only. He was found guilty of voluntary manslaughter and only served three years of a six-year sentence. But he killed her, right? Yes. The trial was an absolute joke. Like I could go on and on about the trial. One like, of them West Memphis Three bullshits. Oh, it was. It was absolutely ridiculous. Like it makes me so mad. Well, it's ticking me off, and I really don't know a whole lot about it. Well, it's it's. The judge was a... Look, folks, I mean, you don't have to get violent. You know what I'm saying? Chill out. 
So another actor, um, he was the he played the old creepy guy in the second one. Now I do remember him, so I think I have at least seen the second one. Julian Beck. Um, he passed away from cancer, and then Willie Sampson passed away due to complications from a surgery. Wow. Yeah. So some pretty freaky and tragic stuff happened with the poltergeist. So all this was like within filming all the all three well, of these. Um, no, well, Heather died after filming the third one, and I believe Samson died after filming the third one. Dominique was after the first one, because um, the film released in 1982, earlier, I think maybe June, and then she was she passed away in October of 82. Wow. So her career was just, like, starting to take off. And then uh, Julian Beck, I believe, died after the second movie. Man. So makes good. you wonder. Makes you wonder. Uh, probably those skeletons, man. Yeah, man. You know, you make a horror movie thinking, hey, let's make a horror movie. <laughs> right. And then, damn, everybody just dies. There's a bug in my coffee. I'm oh, so sad. Oh, no. I'm about to get it out. My coffee's delicious. We do love coffee, folks. Just so you know. So if you hear us slurping, we're drinking our coffee. It's wonderful. So, the next movie that we're going to talk about is The Exorcist. Oh, God. Now, this is a movie, a horror movie. That's like the worst, besides Halloween. Whatever. Michael Michael Myers. Whatever. So, this movie is about, if you don't know, about a a 12-year-old little girl getting possessed by a demon. I cannot pronounce his name, but he was a demon. Pazuzu. That is not his name. (laughs) Pazuzu, I think that's how they... Like, I don't know, I can't say Scientifically it. say it. So the film was released in 1973, and there were many unfortunate and unexplained events while filming. Mm, I can't wait to hear, because, I mean, that, that mm. movie actually scared the bejesus out of me. I mean, that was a pretty, for like how it was, like in the time that it was made, yes. like in the 70s, like it was pretty legit. I right, mean, and her face. Yeah, they did oh, a good job. My God, like. And the lady that. That did her voice when she was the demon, because there was a separate lady that did the voiceover when she was a demon. Oh, really? Like, they made her, like, smoke, like, five packs a day, like, wouldn't hardly let her drink water, just to give, like, I mean, it was pretty, pretty extreme. Yeah, Yeah, it scared the hell out of me. It did its job. (laughs) Um, Ellen Burstein, who played Reagan's mother, um, in one scene, when... Reagan is levitating in bed. Um, they not like the mother gets thrown back. Right. Well, the scream in that scene is an actual scream of pain. Really? Because she was hooked up to a harness, and when the guys kind of like tugged her to make her fly back, um, she hit her. She injured her spine. Wow. Yeah, it was pretty. So that scream, I mean, and that is a pretty... I was wondering why it looked so realistic. Well, I mean, because it was. Yeah. Like, I mean, she still suffers from, from pain from that. Wow. Um, Linda Blair, who played Reagan, mm. also um, had back injuries due to the poor rigging and the harnesses that she had to wear. Yeah, I imagine, especially, uh, which I think they cut it out in the original, but... Whenever she's walking backwards or being all back down the steps. That was, I don't do that stuff. I want, if I'm not mistaken, it was cut out of the original. No, she walks down, the spider walk down the stairs. Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, I remember that they had put it out and there was some kind of extra scene 
because uh, I put it out on DVD, you know. Or maybe that's where I've seen the scene. But either, I remember her walking, spider walking down the stairs. Yeah, I, I think was, it was extended, like not like cut out, but the one that came out on DVD, I think it was extended. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Had an extended Well, scene there was it. a huge fire on set. And the only room, or the only set that did not get damaged was Reagan's room. Ooh. Yes. Um, there was two actors. I'm only going to say one actor's name because I cannot pronounce the other one, and I've tried. And so is, hard. I'm not good. I'm not good with words. Yeah. Um, actors Jack McGowan and Basilic Malarios. <laughs> that sounds better than last time. I thought you weren't going to try it. Uh, well, you know. Have you, you did good. I'm not a quitter. <laughs> yeah. Um. Both these actors died soon after filming ended, and um, which was weird because in the movie, both of their characters die. Ooh. So it was just kind of bad timing. Yeah, bad juju there. Um, Paul Bateson, um, he was a douche. That um, He was an extra in the film. He played the, a nurse at yeah. the hospital scene. Well, he murdered Addison Vareel. Um, what? They, he... Um, Addison was a reporter for Variety magazine, and he his like specialty was covering the film industry. Yeah, I guess like he interviewed him or seen him around. Well, anyways, he ended up murdering him, and this was after filming. like real ass murder. Yeah, like I mean he he oh confessed God. to the crime. Like he didn't give a reason why. He just said, "Yeah, I did it." Like Bazozzi got into him. I mean, wow. Who knows? So that the, is very interesting. I know. I, so the next movie we're going to talk about is The Omen. Yes. Fun fact for you. I have not seen the original. Now, now the original, like the nanny scene in the original to me, for some reason, is more creepy than the remake. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Wow. I don't know why. I have seen both. They are both yeah. good. Yeah. This movie was released in 1976, and it is based on the Thorn Couple adopting a baby after they um they're unable to have their own children yeah like this priest comes up to um gregory peck who plays the dad um in a hospital was like hey i got this kid do you want it so <laughs> they take the baby like here you go here's a child <laughs> so after relocating to london strange events start happening after damien gets a little older Ooh, we know a damien yeah, we do. He's the sweetest kid ever. The greatest. He really is. Shout out to Damien. Our Thank Damien. You, Damien. Yeah, our Damien. You know who you are. Not this Damien. This this, this no, Damien's not, the anti. Not that. No, no. He's the Antichrist. Yeah, good Damien. So, produce one of the producers, Harvey Barnhard. Wasn't there a thorn? You said something. That is his last name. Are you kidding? We're not discussing that. Shout out to Thorn. Who's Damien's brother? Yeah. Oh, their mama's gonna kill us. I love you so much, Jamie. Oh, hello, Jamie. So the producer Harvey Bernhard received kind of like a creepy warning from somebody before yeah. you know he started filming. He said, "If you make this movie, you're going to have some problems. If the devil's greatest single weapon is to be invisible, and you're going to do something in which to take that." Take away his inv invisibility to millions of people. Yeah. He's going to want that to not happen. Like, he's right. not going to want that to happen. Yeah. So, leading into that, this is before filming started. 
Ooh. Lead actor Gregory Pre- uh, Peck was flying from uh, to London to start filming. His plane was struck by lightning. Of course it was. A few weeks later, a film executive, Mark Newfield, was flying to London. His plane was also struck by lightning. Now, did both these planes go down? No, they did not. But it was a scary... Oh, I imagine. It was a scary flight trying to get to London. I couldn't imagine that. Well, Peck was also supposed to fly to Israel, but he canceled his flight. Yeah. Um, Something come up and he couldn't go. Well, the plane that he was going to charter... Um, crashed, killing everyone on board. Wow. That's so sad. I know. The hotel that the director, Richard Donner, was staying in was was bombed by the IRA. Really? Do you even know who they are? No. It is the Irish Republic Army. I knew it was something like that. I I just had it in my bones. I felt it. Yes. Um, A plane, now this was for the first day of filming. There was, they had a scheduled a plane to fly over and do aerial shots yeah well for some reason at the last minute they swapped out planes and the original plane that they were planning to use crashed just and, crashed and crashed and killed everyone on wow. board. wow so this was all before the filming started <laughs> so i think once, that would be a warning sign right um there's the scene the zoo scene in the movie of the original yeah um, where the baboons attack the car. Baboon! Well, that that is a legit attack. Legit. Legit attack. Oh, my God. Um, the animal trainer had a baby in the back seat, a baby baboon. In a the baby back seat. baboon. Yes. Had a baby baboon in the back seat. And yeah. when the, like, he held it out the car window so, like, the adults could kind of get a reaction. Well, they reacted. That's just dumb. They reacted all right. Yeah, that's just dumb right there. Um, the next day, he was that trainer was killed by a, ta- a tiger attack. Oh, my God, a tiger. The baboons didn't even kill him. It was a no, tiger. It was a tiger the, the very next day. You just don't mess with a real-ass tiger, you know? Just don't mess with the devil or animals. You know, that, that's... Shout out to all the trainers out there that do mess with these animals. I mean, y'all do a great job, but come on. You can't be just getting comfortable. I seen a video yesterday, uh, like a one of them alligator or crocodile trainers, right? Mm-hmm. You know, she does it every day, feeds him. Well, this this day he was just in a bad mood, I guess. Like, like took her arm off, pretty much. Oh wow, that is not good. Like he did the death roll. All he did was have like her fingertips, I think. But when she jumped in the water with him. Which, I mean, she really couldn't pull him out. <laughs> you know, it was like a tug of war. You're not going to win against a big-ass alligator or crocodile. going to lose an appendage. Yeah. So, she gets in the water with him, and then whenever she does, the crocodile does the death row. And, you know, there went her arm. <laughs> she didn't roll with it, you know? That is horrible. Yeah, I couldn't. Ugh. I just... Mm. Well, um, John Richardson, this was after the, the filming was done um john richardson worked on special effects and yeah. he worked specifically on this gruesome decapitation scene in the movie Ooh. well while working on another movie he was in a really bad car wreck and um he survived but his assistant did not she was decapitated oh my god like the coinky dink right there well what's really creepy is that they were 66.6 kilometers away from a town called omen wow like how crazy. you can't make that shit up. How crazy is that? Oh my god. Yes. 
So the next movie is um, a classic, like old. Um, my daughter, um, she loves old Hollywood, and she was like, hey, Mom, you got to check this out. Really? Because I told her what we were talking about. And it's Rebel Without a Cause, mm. released in 1955. <laughs> wow. And she likes that? Yeah. Wow. She loves anything old Hollywood. That's cool. And murders. You don't see that in a lot of kids. Yeah. She's, she's special. Yeah. Special girl. I love you, baby. Yes. So, um, if you don't know what Rebel Without a Cause is, um, it's about a conflict. A, con- a conflict. Conflict. <laughs> 12,000. <laughs> it's 18,000. Yeah. Up Nashville, Tennessee. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sorry. We get, we're like, we have our squirrel moments. I know. Um, Why don't you just go out and get some of the pocket lint? Yes. <laughs> okay, so this movie was about conflicts between generations, like parents right. and their teenagers, because, yes. you know, teens are rough. Well, I'll find out. Well, let me tell you. So, all four of the main characters in this movie died before the age of 45. James Dean, who was pretty much like the main star of the movie, um, he died before the film was even released. Um, he was on his way to a car rally in Salinas, California. And Salinas. Anything for Salinas. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's great. I love that. That's good stuff. It is. That was my Um, favorite movie. I know. Um, In California, in his Porsche Spider named Little Bastard. The Little Bastard. And he was in a head-on collision. Um, He was killed instantly um, in September of 1955. His passenger and the driver of the other vehicle survived with minor injuries. When you say Little Bastard, it always takes me back to the Supernatural episode. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, legit, that's what it's based off of. Right, yeah. Um, so, about a week before this happens, um, he was excited. He was at a restaurant. He runs into actor Alec Guinness. Alec Guinness? Yes. That's Obi-Wan Kenobi. It is. And for some reason, he, because um, I watched an interview with him, he's like, this kind of eerie feeling come over him, and he told Dean, like, he's only spoke to Dean a couple, a handful of times, and he's yeah. like, if you drive that car, you'll be dead within a week. Well, he's a Jedi. I mean... I mean, the Force was probably with yeah. him. He knew things. Now, um, and a week later, I mean, that's when he had his crash. Wow. Now, the little bastard car had its own reputation for being cursed. Oh, tell me. A, a garage owner... Owner. Owner. A garage owner wanted to buy the car for, like, memorabilia purposes. Right. And as it was being loaded onto the tow truck, it rolled backwards, breaking the mechanic's legs. Ooh, that's never good. No. Um, The engine was sold to a doctor who also loved racing. Um, He put his engine in the car. The car went out of control, and the doctor was killed in a crash. Wow. Someone had purchased two of the tires and put them on their vehicle. Both tires popped simultaneously, seriously hurting the driver. Of course it did. And then, finally, the car was shipped to New Orleans. New Orleans. New Orleans. <laughs> to be put on display, and, like, the car broke apart in, like, ten pieces for no reason. What? Yeah. Like, like just on the trailer? Yeah, it just fell apart. Wow. So. I bet yeah. that was a sight to see. Yeah. <laughs> 
That's great stuff. One of the other stars, Nick Adams, um, he died in on February 7th of 1968. Um, he was found slumped up against the wall in his bedroom. Um, he was supposed to be meeting um, like his manager or something. So um, when they couldn't get a hold of him, they went to his house and he... He was dressed, had his boots on. He was right by the phone, but he was just, he was dead. Yeah, just dead. Um, but there was, um, there was some stuff missing from his house. I did read that. Um, oh, really? Yeah. There was some stuff missing. So something wasn't right. Um, when they did the autopsy, there was um, sedatives and other drugs in his system. Um, hmm. But they still labeled it an accidental suicide. Of course they did. Um, Sal Mineo, um, he was stabbed to death outside his home by a mugger, um, February twelfth, nineteen seventy six. He was walking home from a uh, play rehearsal, and this guy just jumped out and stabbed him through the heart. Golly! Now, um, it took him a while to find the guy. I think they ended up finding the guy in Minnesota, um, but he was he was punished for his crimes. I'm not one hundred percent sure on what he got. Well, I hope so. You just can't go around stabbing folks. All right. And uh, Natalie Wood. Um, of course, Natalie Wood. She died under very mysterious circumstances. Very, very mysterious. Now, that was on November 29th, 1981. That's another one that needs a whole episode to herself. Um, she drowned while on a boat trip uh, with her husband, Robert Wagner, and Christopher Walken. Need more cowbell. Um, Wagner had admitted to arguing with her, but he maintains that he had nothing to do with her death. And then to this day, no one really knows what happened that night. I think it was him. That's me. But you I know. think maybe she was having an affair with Christopher Walken because they were have. they were in a movie together. Yes, and, you know they were fighting over. Her. And he's just cool, you know. You just want the more cowbell. <laughs> he's just all around. Cool and then, guy. um, I'm. Another little cool thing that I read was that actress Steffi Sidney claims that as um, they were finished filming um, a particular scene at night, um, she saw a flash from a nuclear explosion. Like, she swears up and down she's seen a flash of something. Really? And the scene filmed on May 15th, 1955, the same night that a 28-kiloton warhead was tested in Nevada. Wow. So that was pretty... Uh, yeah, that is interesting. Pretty neat. Um, now, this next movie was actually never made. Oh, yeah. 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 It was never made. It's called Atuk. This is a lot of sadness. Um, A-T-U-K, Attic. Yeah. It's based on A-tuk. a... It's based on a book... Um, by Mordecai something or other. I don't really know his name. Mordecai. Mordecai. Um, where's Ryan when we need him to Google something? Mm-hmm. So, John Belushi was... <sighs> John Belushi. ...was uh, the first actor to be attached to the film. Um, he was offered the role in 1982 and, like, was pretty, pretty stoked about this. Yeah. Because he was going to be playing an... Eskimo in New York. Like, I mean, he was excited about it. He would have pulled it off fantastically. Yes. Well, on March 5th, Belushi was found dead in his hotel room by his trainer, Bill Wallace. He was only 33. The Blues brother, man. The cause of death was determined to be drug-related, most likely a speedball. 
His death was investigated by a forensic pathologist, and the finding the findings were disputed. Like he didn't just OD. Like, yeah. The amount of drugs that was in his system, like, is something else happened. Well, two months later, the heifer Catherine Evelyn Smith. I said her whole government name. <laughs> admitted that she had been with Belushi on the night of his death and had given him the fatal dose. Of course. The case was reopened and she was arrested and charged with first degree murder. What a bitch. Man, don't don't you know Blues Brothers 2000 would have been so much better? I mean, it would have. Mm. I mean, it was good. I loved it. John Goodman did a great job. But, oh, come on. John Belushi. We needed him. Now, in um, 1986, Sam Kinison was given the role, and he actually, they actually filmed for eight days with Kinison. Really? Now, Kinison was a um, a comedian back in the day. Yeah. Well, um, Kinison started to not like the script, and he wanted to make um, creative changes, and given creative control, um, so he got pretty difficult to work with. So filming stopped, a lawsuit started. Um, so from 86 to 92, um, there was, the production stopped. That's a, lot of, that's a lot of time. Because they were going through negotiations. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Well, on April 10th of 1992, at 38 years old, um... Kennison was hit by head on by seventeen year old drunk driver. Seventeen year old drunk driver. Yes. Um, wow. And uh, he was alive originally. Like he was alive after the crash hit. Like he got out of the vehicle. Um, and they said that uh, he was walking around, no visible injuries. But Kennison began to talk to himself, repeating, "I don't want to die." And then it appeared as if he was talking to someone who wasn't there. And he was saying, but why? Okay, okay. Like, he was having a whole conversation with somebody. Wow. And then after he said, okay, the second time, he lost consciousness, and he could not be resuscitated, and he died at the scene from internal Jeez, injuries. Jeez, that is astoundingly weird right there. Um, yeah, his wife was also in the car with him, and she survived with a concussion. Wow. That is so weird. Now, from 92 to 94... That, um, you know, there was nothing they can do because that's two stars down. Yeah. Well, in 94, they approached John Candy. Oh, God. I love and, John Candy. And Candy was thrilled, began to study the script. Um, He's such a great actor. In March of that year, he died from a heart attack. Ugh. He was 43. Yes. Now, Candy had reportedly gave his friend Michael Donahue to read the script, you know, Maybe join the cast. Um, yeah. In November of 94, Michael Donahue passed away from a cerebral cerebral hemorrhage at Good 54 Lord. years old. That just can't, that just can't all be just coincidence with one movie. <laughs> you know? I'm not done. Oh, God. So, in 1997, they offer the road to Chris Farley. Oh, Lord. And, you know, he knew that Belushi was the first actor that they went to to do this film. And that was his idol. Yes. So, hell yeah. I want to do this movie. Right. But like his idol, he died at 33 on December 18th of a speedball. He was 
he was found dead by his younger brother in his apartment, and it was an overdose. <sighs> just like his, well, technically just like his uh, his yeah. idol. Yeah. Still not done. God, Chris Farley. Now, Farley gave the script to Phil Hartman. Oh, no. Um, five months after Farley died, Hartman was murdered by his wife. Um, his wife, um, him and his wife had went out to dinner and then they got into an argument because she was using drugs again. Yeah. Well, around 3 a.m., his wife entered the bedroom and shot Phil twice in the head and once in the side. She left the house, drove to a friend's house and was like, hey, I just killed Phil. And the friend didn't believe her, so they drove back. Her and the friend drove back to the to their house. And the friend walked upstairs and seen him, and he called the cops. Well, when the police arrived, and um, the which their children were home through oh, all this no. too, um, mm. the police arrived and got the children out of the house, and then Bren locked herself in the bedroom and uh, shot herself, committing suicide. Golly, yeah. We could probably do an episode on Phil Hartman too. He is. He's probably one of my man. He was, he was so, so great. great. He really was. <laughs> Same these. Yep, he was so great. Just think, though, this one movie yeah, I like took out so many six. like top stars. Yes. Just think if all of them stars was alive today, the great movies we'd have. We probably would have had a great outdoors, too, which uh, I would have loved to have. I'm so glad Dan Aykroyd didn't, didn't try to get into this movie. He's one of my faves, too. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I just had to look at you for a minute. I'm sorry. You don't like Dan Aykroyd? I do. Yeah. Yeah. Don't look at me like that. Man, you like to get took at yourself. My Lord. So, um, those were the, was it five movies? Yeah. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah. Five main ones. Yeah. Um, but we also have um, some honorable mentions. Honorable mentions. The first one being Passions of the Christ. Oh, Yeah. Um, actor, lead actor, Jim Caviezel and assistant director, um, Michael Michelini, I'm guessing, I guess, I don't know. Sorry if I said your name wrong, fella. Yeah. Comment. Um, Let us know. (laughs) They were both struck by lightning on two, two separate, uh, two separate occasions. Jim went through some shit. He, um, he was actually struck by a whip during the whipping scene. Ooh. Um, when he was walking the cross up the hill, and he also dislocated his shoulder while carrying the cross. Yeah, I mean he, he was he was hit he, with stones. He was yeah. hit by fists. I mean, just had it all. And that, that's very uh, interesting about the dislocating of the shoulder because that's, that's what happened. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jesus gets his dislocated. Like I mean, he basically in real life he was not acting. Went through everything right. that Jesus did, and he said that in an interview. He's like. His whole life changed after this movie because of pretty much everything that he went through. Yep. That's crazy. It is. Um, The Conqueror, um, that was a John Wayne movie that was released in 1956. John Wayne. Um, It was kind of controversial because John played Genghis Khan. (laughs) A few, that's not whitewashing Hollywood. Right. (laughs) What (laughs) is? Because uh, Genghis Khan was not a not a white man at all. <clears throat> no. 
Um, What's really sad is that 92 out of the 220 cast and crew members developed cancer by 1979. What? Oh, my God. They were filming near an atomic testing range, and they were likely infected from the fallout. Really? Um, The range was in Yucca Flat, Nevada, and they filmed in St. George, Utah. Wow. Which is pretty close by. Yeah. And um, what's sad is that there's very high cancer rates among the population, and it's still a problem in St. St. George today. Wow. Yep. And we have the crow. Yes, the crow. Um, Some pretty bad stuff happened there. Um, On the third night of shooting, a hurricane came through and wiped out most of... Most of the sets. Wow. Um, a 26-year-old film crew member was driving a cherry picker and um, went off into a gully. When they uh, pulled him out, um, they lifted him up and he hit an electrical pole and it electrocuted him and killed him. Dang. And then Brandon Lee, mm. he was shot by a... A gun that had a blank in it. You know, you figured that wouldn't, you know, it's a blank. Right. But apparently there was something lodged in the barrel of the gun from a scene from weeks earlier. Yeah. And when he fired it, it like, um, it shot it out and it lodged in his uh, stomach. What? Yeah. What was it, you know? I have no idea. Wow. I don't know if it was a piece of wood or what. Yeah. (laughs) That's crazy. Yeah. Um, cause Brandon Lee was going to go places like he oh, did yeah. such a good job on that movie. Um, the, yes, la- the last one I have is, um, Rosemary's baby. Rosemary's baby. Now I have never seen this because as we've both stated, like infants and kids, kids creeps out. Yes. And they did us. Um, now the composer, I'm not even I'm really not going to um, attempt this Russian name. My bad, dude. Um, but he was the composer of the film. He died from like a freak accident, like a freak fall. Really? Like there's like no reason like he should have died with the way he fell. So like it wasn't very high? Like I don't know. Like I just, like I didn't find a lot. It just yeah. said that, hey, this guy died from like a freak accident. Well, no rhyme or reason. Um, the producer of the film, William Castle, um, almost died from kidney stones. Like he was kidney stones. Yeah. Um, (laughs) like he was hospitalized and it liked to have killed him. Wow. And then the big thing is, um, director Roman Polanski's pregnant wife, Sharon Tate, um, was brutally murdered by the Manson family. I know this is going to send you off on a rant. <laughs> yes, let's let's talk about Sharon Tate just for a minute, okay? <clears throat> because the Manson family is nuts, okay? We all know that. Yes. Charlie Manson is nuts, too. But, fun fact. He didn't actually murder anyone. No. He was like. The ringleader, the, obviously. Yeah, the number one influencer. Yeah. Pretty much. But he's still a piece of trash. <laughs> right. So you got, like, you got Tex Watson. Okay. Susan Atkins. Lee, what was that one's name? I don't even Susan, know. Susan, maybe. 
I don't know. Well, Susan Atkins, but uh, there was like another woman, I think. Yeah, there was another woman. I can't think of her name. Yeah, Sharon Tate was just at the wrong place at the wrong time because they did not go there to kill her. They they thought somebody else was living there. Yeah. Did not have a clue that this person moved out and then Sharon Tate and her family moved in, you know. And Sharon Tate sat there and she begged, like pleaded for her child's life. Yeah. You know, she's like, She's, she was like eight and a half months pregnant. Oh, yeah. She was very close to her due date. Yeah. So she's begging, like, just let me have this baby, and then I'll be your hostage. You know, whatever you need me to be. Just let the baby be born. You know. Susan Atkins, stupid bitch ass. Okay. Just had a baby not too long before this. So she knows motherhood. She knows giving birth. And she did not give one shit about Sharon Tate and her baby. I really don't think she gave a shit about her own child. Well, I mean, who's to say? Yeah, either way. But she, I know for a fact she did not give a shit about Sharon Tate because she said it in the courtroom. I did not feel a thing. That was her exact words. Quote, I did not feel a thing. So she stabs this woman so many times that she nearly, like, completely cut off her, like, right breast. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty brutal. And it wasn't from just, like, cutting it off. Like, it's legit. Legit just stabs. She was just stabbing so many times that her breast was almost cut completely off. And then, not only that, let's not stop there. She carves an X on her stomach. Yeah. (laughs) To, like, what, X out the baby? Come on. These people are stupid as hell. And she ended up getting a brain tumor. Oh, she got the easy way out. Yeah, so fuck her. Number one, sorry, uh, Wendy, <laughs> but I tried so hard, but she, that, this girl really pisses me off because, you know, she, she was like, I don't know, so many years down the line of being in prison. She's like, I'm rehabilitated. I want no, to you're not. Out. No, you're not. No. If you can do that without feeling any type of remorse, right? you do not need to walk in the light of day again. I mean, they were singing going into the courtroom, you know? Yeah. Manson drew the X or whatever on his head, so it's they a, did it. Yeah. He shaved his head bald. They did it. <laughs> you know? I mean, it's just, it's stupid. Well, now I know what words to say to to set you off. Yeah. <laughs> we got way off topic. Well, I mean, just shit like that, you know, especially whenever there's, there's kids involved. Yeah. I know yeah. it wasn't born, but that was a child. Eight and a half months pregnant, that's a living breathing child yes for sure and you have no remorse come on get the hell out of here i just i just want to know what goes through these people's minds that just can just murder you know it's kind of messed up indeed sorry for the rant (laughs) continue okay um well um the dark knight Ooh, yes um heath ledger of course is the biggest you know the biggest one yes the from, biggest recent loss, I guess. From, loss. from that movie. Um, he uh, died from a fatal mix of prescription drugs. Yes. Everybody tries. I mean, there's so many mixed emotions with this because, you know, some people say that. It was an accident. It was some an people, accident, yes. Some people say it was just straight up. He done it on purpose. Yeah, and then some people just say it's stress from playing the dro- the Joker. But there is a few uh, interviews out there with a good friend of Heath Ledger's, 
that said that the Joker really didn't have anything to do with it. But I mean, it did take him to a dark place, yeah. you know, for him doing research on on killers and trying to to play that role. And Jack Nicholson himself, actually, um, dang, I forgot what he told him exactly, but they had lunch or something, and he told he told Heath that uh, he was fixing to get dark, <laughs> you know, because Jack yeah. Nicholson played him. So it was kind of weird how he said it, but. I'll definitely have that for next episode. <laughs> okay. Um, well, Christian Bale was um, accused of assault. Um, yes. Which he has kind of a temper. Like, I've heard and read other reports on different movies. Like, I've heard know, he's hard to work with. Yeah, like, he's kind of a kind of a twat waffle. But he did do pretty good as Batman. Eh, that's, that's debatable. Yeah, it's debatable. He's no Michael Keaton. But, oh, force! Like he is the best. Yes, Michael Keaton, and I. You know what? I'm going to give props to Val Kilmer too because he did, he like he did really good <clears throat> as Batman. It's yes. just the whole movie, the story, the storyline <laughs> was kind of terrible, terrible. But yes, yeah, Val Kilmer did do a great job as Batman. I mean, but Michael Keaton is my favorite. Yes, Michael Keaton is the best. Val Kilmer is really good, and the biggest. I think the. The worst part about that was they pretty much... Jim Carrey was just a Joker. <laughs> you know, like another version of Joker instead of the Riddler to me. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. We're not on that. But, uh, yeah. Um, the uh, He denied all allegations. And then the, ma- the matter, um, everything was pretty much uh, dropped. Yeah. So, And then Morgan Freeman was in that really bad car wreck. Yes. Like, I love Morgan Freeman. He's the best. I want him to adopt me. Yes. And hey, just so, I just want him to talk to me. Well, yeah, I'd be okay with that, too. And then a, a crew member was killed during um, the filming of an action scene. I don't know which which action, action I cannot talk tonight, um, action scene it was, but a crew member was killed. Yeah. <clears throat> then another fun fact. Well, it's not really fun. <laughs> But there was a uh, uh, mass shooting involved with this movie. I don't know if it was really... Yeah, we're going to say it's involved with The Dark Knight because he was kind of having a little Joker incident, I guess. With that orange hair. Yeah. It wasn't green, but yeah, it was orange. But Ridiculous. Looks Mr. like the clown from um, The Simpsons. The What's his name? Uh, the psycho clown. God, yes. It's always trying to kill Bart. Right, right. God, what is his name? Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about, but... Let me Google it. Yeah, Google that while I talk about this. Um, So, yes, there was a mass shooting. It was at the Century 16 movie theater in Aurora, Colorado. Uh, Mr. James Holmes walks in and just starts shooting, throwing bombs, like... Wearing tactical gear, um, uh, bulletproof vest, trench coat, I think he had on. He had on just tactical, black tactical clothes. Just black tactical clothes. Yeah, Yeah, just throwing grenades, shooting folks, killed 12, injured like 70 plus. So, I mean, yeah, that's another weird little something to do with the Dark Knight Dude was just a fucking psycho. Yeah. Sorry, Wendy. And that was <laughs> that was on the uh, midnight premiere of The Dark Knight Rises. 
is whenever he done that and just walked in and just changed everybody's lives in that theater. Oh, for sure. And I think there was one little couple that was on their first date to see this yeah, movie. Yeah, there was. Yeah, I remember that. They actually interviewed them. Yeah. Um, no, they didn't. <laughs> no, not them, but their family. Yeah. I was like, um, no, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. But no, they did not. No, it was their family. Um, Sideshow Bob is the clown that's trying. Sideshow Bob. That we're so all over the place. <laughs> it's been a long. It's way. all good. <laughs> you always say that. Yeah, it is. It's all good. So, um, that pretty much wraps up um, cursed movies of Hollywood. Um, if y'all know of one that I missed, um, another let, name. Let is us know on the Facebook. Horrors of Hollywood. Horrors. Horrors, not the not the good horrors, but the horrors. Horror. Yes, horrors of Hollywood. <laughs> yes. Anyways, um, if y'all know of one that I missed, um, or if you know any interesting, like, creepy fact about a movie, let us know on Facebook. Yes, let us know, because we're going to be doing the horror movie reviews. With and, Patreon. Yes, with the Patreon, so definitely give us some extra content. And we'll give you a shout-out for it, if you like. Sure. All right. Well, that brings us to our ghosty stories. Ooh. I do have a ghosty story for you. Another uh, crazy I'm one. I'm going to need some somebody to, to cooperate your story. Uh, well, there's people out there. Well, uh, I want to hear from them, and then I'll believe you. <clears throat> well, you sure can't hear it from my wife, and I'll tell you why here in just a minute. Okay. So, <clears throat> let's start this story off. This is before... My wife and I was married uh, back in the dating years. Um, they, uh, her and her mom moved into this old brick house in the in the Hickman area, Hickman, Kentucky area. And it was one of them, you, you already knew it was just old, you know, when you walked in. Because it just had the high ceilings. You walk upstairs, it's got this really great big... Uh, Ceiling fans, what I called it at first. It was. It looks like a giant ceiling fan. But they call it an, an attic fan. That kind of filters out the, the attic heat, I guess is what it's for. But, uh, so she moves in there. <clears throat> and, of course, my wife picks the creepiest damn room pretty much in every house that, she's, that she lived in before we were married. I don't know if that was just to, to get me or what. Because she knew I was a scaredy cat when it comes to darkness. Red flag number one. Red flag number one. So she gets the what's called the attic room. It's not it's not in the attic, but it just looks like it should be in the attic. You get what I'm saying? It was probably an attic converted into bedrooms. Well, it could have been, but I doubt it. When you had to go upstairs. Yeah. And the whole upstairs was like a big circle. So you walk up the stairs, the bathroom's right in front of you. Uh, you make a right turn into a door into one bedroom. You walk down the to the other end of the bedroom. You walk through the door and you go into Nikki's room, my wife's room. And then you go to the end of her room, walk into another bedroom through another door. And then you can walk out of that room back into the hallway where the stairs was. So, so it's it like a big circle. All connects. And she also had a door right in the middle of her room that led out to the steps as well. So, it was just a big old circle. Three, she had three doors. 
lovely. And it was like a dark brown room where the walls was wood, you know, had the slant. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And the ceiling. And it come down. And there were two, like, cubby hole doors inside a room there. You open them up, and it's like a little storage closet space, you know. Well, I was up there just kind of checking things out, you know, telling her how creepy the room was. Why couldn't you have picked this other room that looked, you know, decent? No, can't do that. So I opened one of them little cubbies up. You know, it was just a little open space of creepy storage cubby. and darkness. Yeah. So I walked down to where her... <laughs> storage of darkness. <laughs> storage of darkness. Yeah, I like Creepy that. cubby, storage yeah. of darkness. Anyway, it was not right. Right. So I walked down to the other end where her bed was, and there was another little cubby thing. So I'm like, huh, looking here too. So I opened the door, and there's this creepy-ass doll uh, sitting in a toy stroller that I guess came with the doll. And it was just staring at me. Like, it was pointed toward me. It was like she didn't open it up and just throw the doll in there. Or anything like that. She opened it up and just set it in there. So it was looking at us when we opened the door. Scared the bejesus out of me because I don't like dolls. Sorry. I don't like Annabelle dolls and all that bullshit. No dolls like that. Don't like them. <laughs> so I'm like, whose doll is this? Because I wanted to make damn sure that she put it there and it just wasn't in there. You know? Like an extra surprise. The right. last owner. She's like, no, it's, it's it's mine. Oh, of course it is, and it's in my house today. Oh, we can burn it. Yes, I'd love to. Right okay. out here in the in the burn pile. Okay, well, we'll do that one day when yes. she's not around. Yes. So I closed the door back and tried to forget all about that damn thing. So the first night that I decided to spend the night with her was worst night of my life. Other than my, you know, childhood Man standing there. <laughs> yeah. The Dennis the Menace kidnapper. Yeah, the Dennis the Menace kidnapper. That was clean. <laughs> so anyway, <clears throat> I do not sleep in pitch black darkness. Okay, that's just not who I am. I either have to have the TV going or some kind of nightlight. Yes, you can call me a voice if you want to. I don't give a shit. I had things happen to me. Okay? So, there it is. But anyway, I don't do that. Well, Nikki does. So, I had to sleep in there. You had to endure it. I had to endure it. I didn't want to, you know, come off as a wuss in front of my girl, you know, even though she kind of already knew it, but whatever. I was sleeping on the inside next to the wall, and she was sleeping on the outside next to the door because, bullshit, I don't sleep next to no door. <laughs> okay, I don't do that. It's just not what I do. Or windows. So, she turns the lights off. It's pitch-ass, black-ass dark in there. And she goes, like, right to sleep. I'm like, okay, then. Well, I'm laying here. Like, okay. Good night, I love you. I can't see shit. May the odds be ever in your favor. Right, right. So, I'm just kind of laying there. Now, her and her mom was the only one staying in the house that night. Now, her cousin did move in with them. But he was not there that night. And he has a little niece that stays the night too. You know, every now and then had her own room over there. But none of them was there. It was just me, Nikki, and her mama. So I thought. So I'm laying there, trying to go to sleep, just about to go to sleep. And I heard these steel toe large boots walking up the steps outside. 
And I'm like, oh, shit. So I'm thinking, okay, you know what, that's your cousin, that's Tio. He's coming home. You know, he's he, he decided to come on home. Whatever. It's no big deal. So I hear him. Walking up the steps. They walk to the top. Go into the room. That I believe is his. Yeah, it was his room. Goes in there. Okay. Kind of stops for a minute. But then continues. And it's getting closer. And it's getting closer. And it's getting closer to the door next to the bed. I'm like, what the hell does he want? You know, I'm thinking, okay. We're trying to sleep. You know, he might be a little drunk. You know, I just might want to talk or something. <laughs> so the door opens next to her bed. Opens up. I'm like, shit, here he comes. Well, I had my, you know, my eyes was closed. I had the covers kind of over my face a little bit. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to open my eyes, and Tim's going to be standing there. That's what's going to happen. So I open my eyes. No, ain't shit there. Okay, but an open door. That's the only thing that's there. And I'm like, okay, what the hell's happening right now? Because at this point, I'm ready to tuck and run. You know what I'm saying? I'm ready to just jump out the window and get it over with. <laughs> so I put the covers back over my head, close my eyes, and then there's the footsteps turn around, go back into the room, and the door closes. Well, at least he shut the door. Yeah. And they walk back like toward the middle of the room. You can hear in the other room. And then they stop. And I'm like, wait a, wait a damn minute. I'm like, is it just too damn dark in here and I just couldn't see him? Or what is happening? What is happening? So I'm, I'm trying to wake Nikki up. I'm shaking her. She will not budge. Like, like she's in drool mode. Like, she's gone in dreamland. I'm like, Jesus Christ, it's got to be him. It's got to be him. So I just, I'm like, okay, that's, that, that's what it's going to be. It's Tim. So I laid back down, put the covers back over my head, closed my eyes. I'm like, I'm going to sleep. And that's the end of it. No, it's not the end of it. Not when it comes to you. No. So the steel toe boots start again. And then here comes little pitter-patter feet. I'm like, oh, shit. And it's running. The door next to the bed opens back up, and this pitter-patter runs in the room. Well, the steel toe boots got faster, like it's running after the little pitter-patter. And I'm under the covers like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. What is happening right now? Jesus. And I am trying to wake Nikki up, trying to figure out what the hell is happening, because it, it just doesn't stop. It's like they're running around the room, okay? And then all of a sudden, they go into the other room at the far end of the of her bedroom, and all three doors just start opening and open, opening and closing. Ka-chow, 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 ka-chow. Opening and closing, opening and closing. I'm, I am freaking the fuck out, okay? Like, I'm about to lose my mind. And then all of a sudden, all three doors just ka-chow, close. And everything stops. Okay. I'm like, I've got the covers in my hand. Are you crying at this point? I, look, I'm, <laughs> I got the covers, like, clenched in my hand, over my head, and I'm shaking. Like, Jesus Christ. Like, Nikki, wake the hell up, please. Like, I was wake, trying to wake. She never did. She never woke up. She's just like, uh, uh, hell, I'm about to get the hell out of here. That's what I'm fixing to do. <laughs> I could not reach the lamp to turn the light on. I was too afraid to even exert my arm out there because I was afraid somebody's going to jerk me out to bed. 
And so I'm like, I'm next to the wall. If they they go, they got to get Nikki before they can get to me. Okay, so well, I'm oh, safe. Yeah. You know, so they're going to drag her off first. And as soon as they do, I'm running. I'm gone. I'm, I'm going to run as fast as I can. Get the hell out of here. Sorry. Bye. <laughs> so the sun finally comes up. I did eventually finally get to sleep. Just from probably pure exhaustion, yes, maybe? Yes, I was exhausted. And I finally went to sleep, woke up next morning, looked at Nikki like, what the hell? Why didn't you wake up last night? She's like, I didn't even hear you. Huh. You didn't hear me? You didn't hear me yelling? <laughs> screaming? Shaking you? Oh, I didn't hear nothing. Well, this is the last damn time I'm staying here. I will not stay here again. And I didn't. So, I didn't either. So, later on down the line, they move out of that house, finally. And some other friends of ours move in. They was having some weird things happening. So, I'm like, this is while me and uh, the paranormal investigation group. How were you a paranormal investigator? You never go anywhere alone. You always make sure you got somebody to push in front of you or to push at them. So this is why I'm not going on our little ghost <laughs> adventures, okay? Because you're not pushing my ass down. Yeah. yeah. But no, I, I was interested in it, but at the same time, I was scared to death. But I always had somebody with me. You know what I'm saying? As long as I got somebody with me, I can stay cool. But if I'm ever left in a room by myself, especially a dark one, uh-uh. I'm liable to die right there. There's <laughs> a heart attack. Yeah, and that's why I'm so afraid of storms, not because of the storm itself, but like if I'm walking down to the to the bathroom down the hallway or some shit and the lights go out, I will drop to the floor in fetal position. Oh, bless it. You know. So anyway, so I convinced our friends to let us, you know, investigate it. You know, they were down because I wanted to kind of prove that you wasn't crazy. Yeah, that I'm not crazy and that there is some shit going on in there. So we did. We got there about 10 o'clock-ish. Set everything up. We had all the cameras, all the EVPs. Uh, nothing really happened until right after midnight. The witching hour. Yes. Burr. So <clears throat> there was a lot of eerie feelings, and me and Nikki decided to do the flashlight test up in her old room. And the flashlight test is whenever you take one of them little flashlights... And uh, you unscrew the end of it where the battery's at. Just a little bit to where you can touch it and the light comes on. Uh-huh. So if you touch it once, that's no. And if you tap on it twice, the light will flash twice. And that's a yes. So we was up there and put the put the uh, flashlight on the floor and started asking questions. Well, this thing was answering every question that we asked. It did not miss a question. Huh. And we asked like six or seven. And it was, some of them was no, and some of them was yes. Just regular old questions. Well, the last question is where I lost my shit. Okay? Again? Yes. So the last question I asked, are you here to scare people? And it flashed twice. And as soon as that second flash hit, I looked down at Nikki and said, get up. Let's go. I'm going first. I don't give a shit. I'm going first. And who said chivalry? <laughs> Is it dead? Yeah. <clears throat> so I, we got up, and I'm like hightailing it down these steps. She's right behind me on my heels. 
we get downstairs back into the light, and I was okay. Everything was good. So I'm like, I made it. I made it out. So we was like, okay, let's pack everything up. We'll listen to EVPs, watch the video footage, see if we can find anything. Well, not a one damn door slammed this whole damn night. And I'm like, well, shit. I thought for sure, you know, a door would slam or something. So a couple of our investigators are sitting at the bottom of the steps. We done got everything packed up. We're just kind of standing there chit-chatting then. And all of a sudden, ka-chow, one of them doors up there slammed. And everybody ran out of the house. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah, y'all are good investigators. Yeah, yeah, we're all good investigators. I mean, y'all are good investigators. Yes, yes. It went from we to y'all. Yes. Real yes, quick. Yes, real quick. And I'm like, I'm not going back in there, so <laughs> y'all got anything left? Somebody better go over and get it because it ain't going to be me. <laughs> so it was kind of, you know, it kind of confirmed my story a little bit. And a lot of it didn't, but. I had that experience. I felt it. And it happened. Okay. I promise. I believe you, cousin. Yes. Yes, it was very scary. Um, I would I would probably, I don't know what I would have done. <laughs> That's what I always said. I was like, if I ever hear some shit like that, I am running. But I could not fucking move. You froze. <laughs> yes, I could not move. Like, I was so scared. I was like, just take her. <laughs> <laughs> no. She's younger than I am. Yeah. Just take her. Take it. Yeah. She's a good sacrifice. <laughs> no. But it was very scary. Very, I, very scary. I bet it was. And I've got a few more stories like that that I'll tell along the way. I don't but, really have any. Really? Yeah. You had a great life then. Wasn't, you know, <laughs> spiritually connected to the other side. Yeah, well, well, this one here and then my childhood one, those two are really the only ones that I have, like, where something epic happened, you know. Yeah. rest of them was just kind of noises and whispers that you might hear that can sometimes be explained, you know, depending on what you're listening to or what's going on elsewhere. But yeah. I do have a lot of stories. Sounds like it. Yeah. And I have a couple of Beauregard stories and then Columbus Park stories, too. But I'll tell them later. Columbus Park and its trenches. <clears throat> yes, there is trenches there, if you and, didn't know. And um, Seattle is on an ocean. Yes, Seattle is an ocean. We did find out. Who, who told you that? Miss Kara. Oh, thank you so much. Yes, because she kind of yes. made me feel dumb. <laughs> well, but it is what it is. It is what it is, thank yeah. Thank you, Kara. Thank you so much. But yes, that's uh, that's my ghosty story for tonight. Well, that was definitely a good one. Yeah, we didn't have any uh, any fan stories, so definitely get that in if you want us to tell a story for you. You can message our Facebook page or me or Jake directly. Yes, yes. Or Twitter, if you can figure that out. <laughs> Instagram, if you can figure that out. Yeah. And uh, once again, thank everybody for all the great support that we're getting. Yes, we really do appreciate it. Really appreciate it. And we really hope that everybody uh, checks out the Patreon page when we drop it. Um, like I said, we're going to have a lot of extra content, merch, all that good stuff. And reviews. Just You don't even have to leave a review, but just rate us. You yes. know what I mean? Yes, rate and review. That would be lovely. And uh, especially with the Patreon, we can 
uh, make the show that much better, you know, better audio and all that good stuff for all y'all. It's going to be wonderful. All right. That's all we got for tonight. Y'all have a good night. And stay weirdos. How about stay weird? (laughs) Well. Weirdos. Everybody says stay weird. I want to be different. So we need to come up with a different little ending catchphrase. Y'all give us some ideas because we're, you know, we're, our brains are not working. We're working on it. We're working on it. A work in progress. <laughs> Good night, you guys. Love you. Bye.